I guess today we, we all can say thank you to God for relating to us in, in so many different ways. Uh, and as a perfect mother, he relates to us today as a perfect father. Of course, our mothers and fathers were not always perfect. Uh, but if you had a mother who know or knew Jesus Christ and led you to Jesus Christ, that's, that's something to be thankful for. Amen. Who loves math, mathematics, algebra, geometry? Not so. Do you like math, mathematics? So let's talk today about arithmetic, but spiritual. In mathematics, there are four basic uh, operations. And so what are those operations? Do you remember? Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. That's correct. What is it? Subtract, multiplication, division, and what was the other one? Addition, Addition. Okay. subtraction, multiplication, and division. Without this, you cannot go far in math, mathematics. It's the basic, you have to learn it. Probably today, not too many kids actually memorized it because you have calculators and there is no need. <laughs> but uh, when I was going to school, we, we were not allowed to bring calculators, though it was already there. But we were not allowed to use them and, and bring them to school. What's the addition? Here, here, here what it is. The process of, or skill of calculating the total of two or more numbers or amounts. So you have one number, another number, and maybe another number, and you add them. And you, you have the total, the sum of it. Subtraction. The processor skill taking one number or amount away. So the opposite of addition is subtraction, right? That's the opposite. Multiplication, the process of, of, or skill of multiplying. What is, what is that about? Give me an example. Adding one number to itself the number of times of another number. Like, for example, 6 multiplying 3 is 18, but if you think about it, you can take 3 times 6, right? Add it, and that's what you are doing. So multiplication is like 6 multiplying 3, you can, you can visualize it as a 6 plus 6 plus 6 3 times, and that gives you multiplication. So it's a process that speeds up a little bit mathematics, right? Helps you to, to operate with larger numbers, right away. And then division. What is division? Division. In mathematics, the word division means the operation which is the opposite of multiplication, which doesn't explain much, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's the opposite of, of multiplication. In a spiritual sense, the Bible teaches us something about addition. When you add something great in your life. That's, that's a positive thing. Um, the most, the, maybe the, the most simple uh, addition is one plus one equals, equals two. 
This is probably the first one that you learn in your life, right? One plus one equals two. But is that true? Is that true? One pile of sand plus one pile of sand equals? <laughs> one pile of sand. If you put piles together, mix them together, what do you have? One pile of sand. Mix two piles and they make one pile and, of sand. And the Bible kind of, kind of uses this mathematics rather than the, the, the scientific one. Uh, in the book of Genesis, you take one, you add another one, and it becomes one. What is that? Marriage. Marriage. That's right. So you take husband and wife, and it, it is one. It is one organism. It, it is one soul. It is one body. Uh, even though you see two, but they, they're, they're complementing one another. It's not good for Adam to be alone, and when God saw how disappointed Adam was when he named all the animals, he looked, they came to him in pairs, probably like uh, before the flood. Uh, you know, they came to Adam, he named them, but uh, he was looking for something more. And so, this is what we need to add in Christian life. But also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue. What is it? What is virtue? Anybody? Goodness. Um... Goodness. Anybody else? That's good. That's good. Yes. Principled action. Yes, yes. The, the, some translation put it, put it as a, a moral Excellence, yes. excellence in, in morality, uh, goodness, another translation, yeah, and, and uh, uh, given all diligence, what is diligence? Hard work. Hard work. Dutifully thorough. Sometimes uh, uh, translation puts it perseverance, diligence. So. Regardless of obstacles, um, disappointments, you keep doing what you are doing in your life so that you can persevere, so you can win, you can get to the finish line. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control. What is self-control? Like, for example, you meet somebody, and, and do you ask somebody, how is your self-control? No. <laughs> so what is that? Self-control? <laughs> Anybody? Self-control, composed. Composed. Well, when, when, when you have your favorite food item, Let's say ice cream, if you like ice cream. Anybody likes ice cream? Okay. Okay, and, and you eat too much. Is that, we can say, self-control? So self-control is when you are controlling whatever you're meeting in life, right? Like restraining? Yeah. Restraining? Good. 
self-government? Who is it in the Will control? Power. Right? Who is? Who is in control? Hopefully it's God. It's God. Yeah. If we let God. him, then he is going to help us to control our lives. And uh, perseverance, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. So on the very top of it, we, we have love, but love is also a foundation of everything else. Amen. Spiritual growth, when does it end? Eternity. And even in eternity... Yeah, the whole eternity, right? right we, yeah. we are going to learn. We, we will never stop learning. Uh, spiritual growth school. is a never-ending process. It doesn't matter if you heard something before, but then you discover new depth. You discover something you know, that you've never seen before. Even like when we are reading the Bible, do you, do you like, oh, I've... I read it before. I read it. No, you, you find something new that you never seen before, even though you read it, but you never felt this way, never, never read it this way. Uh, Albert Einstein, uh, you know, he's a brilliant mind, mind and scientist. Uh, one time he was invited to... Uh, to uh, to a party, and there was a young uh, girl, and uh, she asked Albert Einstein, what is he doing in, in his life? Like, what, 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 what is his profession? And Albert Einstein said, I'm uh, studying physics. And her eyes were open so wide, and she said, you're so old and you're still studying physics. I stopped studying physics uh, a year ago. So <laughs> Albert Einstein studied physics because he couldn't see the, the end of it. You can study something for the whole life and still not being able to learn everything. Spiritual growth helps us to be less tempted by sin. How true it, it, it is? Is that true? Anybody wants to share? Well, I think Enoch would be a good example. Okay. Enoch would be a good example. Okay. In, in what way? Well, what does the Bible say? He walked with God. He walked with God, and then he was no more. He, he went somewhere. And you know that this is one of the first prophecy of the Bible. Didn't you know that? Uh, Genesis chapter 5, that's where we find uh, uh, Enoch. Went to heaven. Right. And uh, when did he start walking with God? At what age? I don't remember. As a young child, maybe? <laughs> no. After the birth of his son, he was 65. 65. 65. And if you go to explanation of, the, of this interesting name, Methuselah, it's actually a phrase in Hebrew language, and it means when it will happen, uh, uh, the, 
when it will happen, uh, when he, okay. When he die, the end will come. That, that's the phrase. That's exactly what, me, what his son's name means. So who revealed to him the name of his son? Of course, in those days, most likely it was an angel or God himself. And so if you translate every letter of this, of this uh, uh, name, it means when he will die, the end will come. So as a father, you don't know when your son is going to die, right? He didn't know. His son could have been uh, killed by the animal or die because of the disease. So Enoch started walking with God right there when he received the prophecy and he started walking with God. And how long he walked with God? Three hundred years. So he was 365 years old when he was taken to heaven. The, uh, the animals didn't kill until after the flood. Is that right? Where, where Adam and Eve received uh, uh, clothes. And from whom? But the animals, did they kill anyone? Not until after the flood they killed? The animals killed? Before the flood. And we understand that it was actually first God who did it because he gave the clothes to Adam and Eve, right? But, but weren't all the animals tamed before the flood? The animals didn't no, kill one another. They were not tamed. After, after the fall, they were no longer tamed. What you're thinking of is man did not consume flesh until after it's Genesis chapter 9. Uh, men did not eat animals, but after flood they began. Oh. Check ch uh, Genesis chapter 9. But they changed. The, the, the sin entered the world, and right away everything changed. You can see even in the what, chapter 2 or 3, chapter 3, where God finds uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, and he pronounces the result of sin, pain, you know, weeds, uh, uh, all kinds of things. So I'm sure that animals changed right away too. Their characters changed. Okay, spiritual growth, growth helps us to be less tempted by sin because you mature. You have Christ in you. So what was tempting to you before you accepted Christ? may not be tempting to you ever again. Or maybe, but not to that extent as you, uh, when you, when you did not have Christ in you. Number three, spiritual growth will help us to be an example to others. Is that important? Gandhi said, uh, I would become Christian uh, if, if, if they're, yeah, but, but I cannot become a Christian because of the Christians. Uh, he loved Jesus Christ, but he could see inconsistencies in, in our lives. Subtraction. Um, there is a story that is so great about subtraction. Uh, Israelites and Midianites. Two nations lived uh, side by side, and Midianites at times 
would take over and, and, and enslave Israelites. And, and there is a story in Judges, uh, I believe chapter 6, 7, you can find this uh, story. There was a judge, there was a judge, and his name was Gideon. Remember the story about Gideon? And uh, Israelites begin, began to worship Baal, the god of Midianites. Midianites uh, oppressed them. And uh, so basically Gideon became the military leader for Israel at that time. And uh, they were on the, on the brink of the war. And he sent to all the tribes, uh, uh, request for all the people of certain age, uh, for men certain age to come, to prepare for the battle. So how many people he got? It was 32,000. And Midianites, 135,000. So what is the ratio here? Approximately? Four to one. A little bit more than four. Four would give you uh, 128, right? 128. So a little bit more than four to one. So four soldiers against you. Just imagine that. And he felt that, you know, it has to be God who is going to give us victory. But that's not what God said. He decided to subtract number of people. Do you remember how many people were sent home first? So basically he said this. Go in front of the people and, and tell them if they are afraid, they can go home. So if you are afraid, go home. 22,000 people went home. <laughs> now what's the ratio do you have here? 10,000 against 135,000. What's the ratio? 12, let's, say for, let's say 13 people. It's you against 13 people. That's more scary. I would go home at this point. <laughs> but that's not scary for God. God is actually sending more people home. Do you remember how he did it? Drinking the water from the river. When they laughed. Yeah, by the way, 10,000 is like, uh, something is not right here. But Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 10,000 minus how many people left home, if, uh, went home, if 300 stayed? So it's... Uh, 9,700 went home. Only 300 got left. That's one like against 450 ratio. One against 450. Yeah, it's getting better, right? <laughs> <laughs> and how they were sent home, those that would be drinking like animals, like dogs, like, like this person, He would be sent home if you are drinking like this. But those who were drinking and watching, 
around, and they were using their hands, they were the ones that were chosen. Why? They would be alert, and they probably are good soldiers because they're always watching, always watching what's, what's happening. So Gideon did something interesting. He decided to attack the camp uh, of the enemies at night. Remember that? Night. At night. And he gave them horns, torches, fire, basically. They were supposed and they were supposed to uh, uh, break... Uh, uh, pitchers. So make a lot of noise. They were screaming and they were coming from three different directions on the camp. And uh, those soldiers were sleeping, of course. And when they saw everything, noise, they heard the noise, they saw this light coming upon them in three different directions, from three different directions, they got scared and they started running for their life. So 300. The question is, why God wants to subtract the number of the soldiers fighting for Israel? Right there. Yeah, why God send people home? So there'll be no doubt who really fought the battle. Exactly. Because if 32,000 people would win, they would say, we were better soldiers. God has nothing to do with, with our victory. But if 300 can go against 132,000 and win the battle, that, could, that is a miracle here. Is there anything in our lives that God wants to subtract? Is there anything in your life that you, you don't have to answer? But is, Selfishness, your, your self-will, he's got a lot that he's got to wash yeah. us of. What, what happened to the Midianites when they were afraid and it was dark where they were, but light coming at them, sound, noise, shouting? What well, happened they, to the they, Midianites? They basically ran, ran away, ran from the battle, and the battle ended, you know. Some of them maybe got killed, but uh, mostly it's a, it's, a, it's a fear factor. At night, coming at them. They didn't, they didn't end up killing each other in the, the confusion. They could have, uh, because, they you know, did, in the darkness, who knows who is coming? Is it my friend or, uh, or anybody else? But we, we know that God can... Uh, uh, do something with our minds, like remember uh, uh, when they were building after a uh, flood, they started building this huge building, and uh, what happened to the language of the people? So God, God, God can use power to, to do a lot of things. We should subtract all malice. What is malice? Something like evil, some, something evil, right? 
it, it's not my language. <laughs> ill will, evil, ill will. Um, ill will. Evil intent. Evil intent, okay. What is, what is guile? Deceit. Deceit. Guile, deceit. See, this is important to stop and, and at least understand what the scripture is saying. Hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? Yeah, it's basically like in drama. Remember, uh, in, the, in ancient times, they had different faces that they would put in front of their faces. Like a mask? Like a mask, but, uh, you know, different face. One could be mean, another could be smiley. And so hypocrisy is actually two faces. Two-faced person. <laughs> uh, envy, what is envy? Right. Envy. Envy. I have a beautiful car. I want a beautiful car too. And you know, envy. There is there is no limit to envy, right? Even if you have everything that you want, and you still would envy your neighbor or your friend. Evil speaking. Evil speaking. So true, right? The Bible says in the very beginning. The very first commandment of God is be fruitful and multiply. And most of the time we use it, make children, right? Have children. What if God is saying it not only about children, but about your knowledge, about your morality? You know, be fruitful and multiply. Multiply love, you know, kindness. Um, People say that, that a lot of times we, we, in crisis, we all or many of us uh, will be tested. Those people who are good will, would be even better. But those who are bad in crisis, it opens up um, their char true, char true character. And division. Of course... Uh, Mark 3.25 says, A house divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, remember somebody said uh, the, the most important principle, military pr principle, is um, divide and conquer. And that's what sa Satan is doing in our churches. More, he is using this tactic more than anything else. Because when Satan is using persecution and trials, the church is actually purified and growing and adding members to, uh, to the church. But when we are not hot, not cold, warm, and uh, Satan try, is trying to use this tactic throughout the centuries more than any others. Because once he conquers us and he puts us into the war between one another, we cannot stand. There is a division that is a good division in the Bible. And it's a division between holy and evil. Don't we, don't we need to separate what is in our life? We are surrounded by evil, but we should not let evil get inside of our lives. And that's why Christ said, uh, I'm not bringing peace to you. But what? But war. And, 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 and a lot of family members are divided 
because those who do not follow God do not like that those who follow God. Division between his disciples and the world, it's a good division. There is a difference, should be the difference between us and the world. So what is the result of the mathematics that we see in the Bible? We want good things multiplied. That's right. All of it should bring us to sanctification. Every day we should grow, spiritually grow in Christ. So the result would be uh, uh, growing spiritually in Jesus Christ. Is that what we want? So there are some things that we need to multiply. There are some divisions that are good, some divisions that are not so good like divisions between us, members, but division from the world is good. Um, addition, we need to add good things into our lives and subtract what is bad. Uh, fruits of the Spirit, you said addition. Galatians chapter 5. What, are, what, is, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Joy, peace, peace love, goodness, faith. faith. But is that a multiple uh, noun or is it a singular noun that is used there? The fruit or the fruits? I think it's singular. Isn't it? it is. So the Holy Spirit comes as one package. It's not like, oh, I'm going to choose to be kind, but I'm, I'm going to have envy or I will gossip. When, whenever you have the fruit of the Spirit, it comes with everything. And then gifts of the Spirit, gifts of helps, uh, gifts of understanding. What if you put the two together? Yeah, prophecy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, some people understand prophecy. prophecies. Definitely, definitely. So let's work together with the uh, Holy Spirit who will lead us to the truth and to the knowledge of Jesus, of, of God, his Father. And um, today we, we want to give something special to our mothers, which is our love. If you still have your mother alive, give her a call. If she is not living next to you, um, uh, give her a call definitely and thank her for so many sacrifices in, in her life. And if uh, your mom is not with you any longer, you can look forward to the moment when we are going to be re reunited. I would like to ask uh, younger people to come forward and, and make sure to take something to your mom today and, and give these flowers to each mom that we have here. Maybe we can sing a song yeah. during the or play. Maybe you can do you play. Want to do the song? Yes.
we will sing a closing song as well. Before, before that, let, let's just bow our heads for a second. Let's bow our heads for a second and pray. Father in heaven, as we come to you in our prayers, we want to thank you for being present here, for sending your holy angels to be with us, for each other that we could uh, worship you today. We, we want to ask you to accept our praise and uh, thanksgiving for everything that you are doing for us. But as uh, uh, this um, weekend reminds us, uh, we should be very, very thankful for our mothers, for creating our mothers in your own image and uh, uh, teaching them how to love so that whenever we look at, at our mothers, we can understand how you love us. Uh, thank you again for so, so many blessings. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.